talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Sorry about the little delay we got going on here. I don't know if you guys are hearing the echo. I hope 
you're not hearing the echo. And I hope that you guys are hearing me clearly. But, again, I say greetings to everybody out there, and uh, welcome to another explosive and exciting episode of the KRP Radio Show. Again, I come to you guys with nothing but love. I'm definitely hoarse. As you know, this is the time of the year that I am always hoarse, and I appreciate everybody for rocking with me through it. Uh, it is what it is. As I always say, the show must go on. As much as I would love to be laid up in the bed with my robe on in front of me or laid across the bed on top of me with a nice bowl of uh, soup or something on my left or some coffee or some tea or something like that. Anyway, it, it, as much as I would love to be laid up somewhere doing nothing, got to go to work. And uh, a lot of you guys depend on me for coming on the show and giving you a little bit of raw and real entertainment so, you know, shout out to everybody out there who continues to listen to the show. I appreciate it, man. The ratings have definitely gone up in the last couple of months. I appreciate all the newcomers. And I have to say that I've met a lot of people throughout my travel who are new to the KRP radio show, on, you know, WM3G's KRP radio show. And, uh, you know, we've been here for a few years. We've definitely been consistent. And, uh, you know, we just speak our truth. But, in passing, I've met a lot of people, and in traveling, I've met a lot of people who uh, who have never heard of us. A lot of people who uh, are surprised that a young black man such as myself is as conservative as I am. Now, I don't know if people are just laid up under a rock, or I don't know that uh, people aren't just just not paying attention. I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm here, and and frankly, you know, as I always say, you know, black people in general, and again, I'm not trying to make this a race thing for all my new listeners out there in case you guys don't know. I just speak it the way it is. I just bring it the way it's supposed to be brought. I don't hold any punches, and if you're focusing on me saying black or white or this or that, you know, maybe if, if that's your primitive focus, you know, to find a, a, an argument in, in me saying that or me addressing those people, then it, you're likely not paying enough attention to what I'm actually saying. Uh, there's a lot of people who only pay attention. As soon as you go, you know, black people this or white people that or Asian people this or what may have you, you know, they turn off after that uh, ethnic group that you've named. You can't talk about anything else to those people because, once you say black, white, this, that, the other, they only focus on that. And, and instead of listening to actually what you say, their next comment to you normally is, why does it have to be black or white? Why does it have to be uh, Asian or, or Russian or whatever you want to call it? So, you know, that says to me that a lot of people just simply aren't paying attention. So I'm the one guy who don't apologize for talking about black people do this or explaining that black people act this way or, or, you know, most likely, you know, black households live this way in case you didn't know. Or I'm the guy who, who's always saying, you know, well, my my black view of white people is this, or, or how I see most white people react to this conversation or this topic or, or, or this whatever. You know, I'm the guy who's always speaking my opinion on that, and I'm going to continue to do that. So if you're new to the show... Uh, I challenge you to take your time and listen to, you know, all the things that I'm saying outside of the black or the white this or 
or the race that or what may have you because they're just raw truths. The problem with us today is that you can't talk about things when you want to name an ethnicity to something because people turn off on you. You know, people get so pissed off that they don't want to, you know, this is not right. You shouldn't talk about black people do this. You shouldn't talk about white people do that. But the truth of the matter is it's just reality. It's plain reality. I'm, I'm not talking about reality TV. You know, I'm not talking about some made-up reality radio. It's just simple, everyday reality. It's truths that we all know. It's things that we all see, and they predominantly go on in certain parts of society. And it's just reality. So get over yourselves in the problems that you have with people saying black, blue, Chinese, Japanese, Asian, this, or white, that. You know, get over that. If it bothers you too bad, get over that. And I guarantee you, once you get over that truth, you'll be a lot better off in life because you just won't focus on only the black or the white or this race of the conversation. You'll focus on the whole conversation, and it will make you embrace and understand people more clearly. So to make you understand more clearly, KRP Radio Show, WM3G's home of the KRP Radio Show, is the number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States. And we're going to continue to do this B-I-G. So shout out to everybody out there who listens to the show. A big shout out to all my supporters out there. I really appreciate you guys ordering those T-shirts. And if you haven't gotten, uh, if you haven't gotten an I Love KRP Radio Show T-shirt, make sure you log on to blog. I'm sorry, to the Facebook. That's our Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show, or you can either go to KRP.BigCartel.com and buy yourself a T-shirt, and I really appreciate it. We also support the Wounded Warriors Foundation. Shout-out to the Wounded Warrior Program, man. They are B.I.G., always doing some amazing things. So, you know, B.I.G., shout-out to them as well. Um, and listen, as we continue to grow with the KRP Radio Show, you know, we always step into new avenues, and, you know, I get different speaking engagements, and I'm all over the place, and, you know, just talking to various people. And talking to various people, I find out that just because you share beliefs with people, just because you hold the same truths as some of people that you might interact with, that's not really a reason uh, to be their friend, if you will. Associates are cool. I love associates. Because once people understand that they're an associate of yours, you know, the conversation is is really cool. Uh, it's not awkward. You know, people are, they interact with each other, and, and you know, the conversation is, it's, it's normally Johnny on the spot. You don't get all into the kids and your job and, you know, that sort of thing. You don't get all into household details and, you know, the wives and the husbands. and You don't get into all of that stuff, at least not below the surface. You may ask, you know, Here's my guidelines for how I act and respond and I talk to my associates. For example, uh, how you doing, Roger? You know, how's the family? Oh, the family's great. How is yours? Oh, well, my family's good. You know, actually, I always respond to people 
excellent because, and, and I'll get back to this conversation in a second, but I just want to say, you know, if you're a believer in God, if you're a believer in Christ, and, and you believe like me that you have your healthy and strength and good sense, you know, that trumps everything to me. So as long as we have that, I'm going to continue to always say that we're excellent. I don't care about the small things like the bills and, you know, the, the cold or the voice that I have and or being hoarse or sick or whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't even care about those things. Any aches and pains, full forth, if you will, for that matter. But, you know, if, if you have your health and your strength, right, and, and clear understanding and, and peace of mind to be able to operate under your own will without any help from an, an outside source or a third party, second or third party, you know, that's doing excellent to me. So anyway, I'll, you know, Roger, I'm, I'm doing excellent. You know, back to the conversation, I'm doing excellent. I don't get into with my associates uh, what's going on on your job or, you know, well, how's your bank account or, you know, what's the bedroom like between you and your wife. You, know, you don't, you shouldn't get into those things with associates because that can lead to a very uh, awkward situation for one, and for two, it could go down the wrong way, down the wrong road really, really, really fast. Because you got to remember, associates, you don't really know them. You don't know what they mean by things. You don't know what's coming out next. You don't know what they're going to really say. And, you know, people can say one thing that, that to them – it came out perfectly fine, but to you, you might feel what they're saying is you might get offended by it, and, and, and the truth of the matter is they could have never meant any harm by it. It's just who they are, and it's just something that they said. So, you know, the minute you get into uh, personal conversations with people that you don't know personally, that you don't really know who they are, what they stand for, you know, I'm not talking about political aspirations or anything like that. Or, or, or political ideology, any of that stuff. I'm talking about people that you know that you, you know, you're you're willing to invite in your home. People you call on the phone, you won't that, or, or if you don't talk to them on the phone, that you wouldn't mind having phone conversations with. You know, people you don't mind hanging out with. People you would leave your children with. I'm not talking about those people. You know, I'm talking about people that you barely know, that you meet at different functions, and that you only cross each other here and there, and just different people in society that you just happen to know. I don't care if you know their first name, last name, and middle name, and and, 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 and even their nickname. That doesn't make them personal friends of yours. So for a lot of people out there on social media, uh, for a lot of people that, in, that, that share common beliefs and interests and that share groups that they're in, I don't recommend for you guys to start talking about what's going on in your bedroom at home with those people. And don't be surprised if you start crying the blues about what your bills are like and what life is like in your household and, and what's not going proper and what's not going this way and that way. Don't be surprised if those people put your business out there in society amongst other people because those aren't your friends in the first place. They're associates, and by, you can't get mad because by those people putting your business out there, they're doing exactly what associates do. They socialize with people they, they, that they see and that they meet in various groups, and they share that same information that they meet in those groups. So don't be surprised when those people that are associates and that you socialize with, put your information out there. 
It's just reality, folks. Anyway, 619-638-8559 is the number. Got to go to a commercial. When I come back, we're going to be talking headline news tonight, baby. Shout out to all the cancer survivors out there. You guys are definitely in my prayers, in my continued prayers of protection. You guys are gladiators. You are, and you are kings and queens among many. You know, to survive something like cancer, and I know this is Cancer Awareness and Appreciation Month, you know, and, and I just want to take the time and give a B.I.G. shout-out to them. Uh, next week I will have some people on the show, and we're going to talk more in depth about surviving cancer and the inspiration behind it, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of going through it, the reality of it, you know, next week. So make sure you guys tune in next week to that show, and we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about, you know, the big C. Uh, actually, the show is titled The Big C, and I want to have some special guests on and maybe some people that can drop in some more information and teach us a little bit about how to live more healthy and, you know, how to watch out for things and when to go get checkups for things like this or, or things like The Big C. So anyway, shout out to all you survivors out there. We'll be right back. Got to go to a commercial, 619-638-8559. If you're on Twitter, at symbol, K-I-R-P radio show, at symbol, N-C punchy is mine. Drop me a comment. Make sure we get a follow. We will follow back. We are part of team follow back, baby. Also, if you guys are on Facebook, and everybody's on Facebook today, make sure you log on to Facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show, or either go in your search bar and put in K-I-R-P radio show. We're also on iTunes. We're all over the place, man. Just Google us, K-I-R-P radio show. Check us out, iTunes, all the old podcasts. And don't forget the website, K-I-R-P radio show.com. Make sure you guys order a T-shirt, man. We need those orders coming in. Shout out to the Green Level Trojans, baby. All my teams, the Pee Wee, the Mice, the Midgets. Shout out to you guys, man. Love what you guys do. We'll be right back in a flash. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jewel Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. 
Love somebody today. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life ever. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize. Government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back to the KRRP Radio Show, baby. You're B.I.G. in my book, man. Thanks for rocking with us. 619-638-8559 as we got people acting silly on the KRRP board. I hear you. Somebody says it sounds like uh, 
been screaming, doing some things. That's funny. That's really funny. Actually, uh, this time of the year, always it, it always catches me, or it always catches me at football season. Number one, because I, I coach children, and I'm always yelling. And and so you got to understand, I'm a very passionate guy about things that I care about. Very passionate. Ask my wife. She can tell you. Very passionate. If it, if it's things that I care about, or or, or things I have a high concern for. You know, I'm always yelling and screaming and, and, you know, laughing loud and, you know, having a good time. And But, you know, when you coach football and you coach kids, first of all, I'm very demanding. I, you know, I appreciate perfection. And if I'm going to be in control of it, I try my best to strive for perfection. Otherwise, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? And, and I try to teach my children that, too, because you got to plant seeds early. So, you know, I'm coaching kids from ages anywhere from six and a half or six years old uh, up until 13 and a half. And, uh, you know, I'm always trying to lead these kids the right way and give them a, a good example of what a coach should be. And, you know, my motto is you can build them up uh, to break them down a little bit. And, and I know some people won't agree with that. You know, some people don't like loud, yelling, hollering coaches. And I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am that guy. I'm the guy that's always yelling at my kids. But I'm yelling at them about things that we've worked on to remind them, you know, get back to how hard we worked. Get back to what we worked on. Remember what we worked on. Remember how hard it was and how hard you went. You know, don't short yourself. You know, kids can appreciate that. You know, when you're not yelling at them, trying to disrespect them and break them all the way down as if they're worthless. You know, you have to tell children what their worth is. And, and until you can tell them that, because a lot, of, a lot of people in general, not just kids, you know, people in general are very, very, not, not very, extremely, extremely unconfident, extremely. Confidence is almost like a sixth sense almost because a lot of people lack it. So, and, and, and I believe confidence can be taught. So, you know, like I, like I told my parents, you know, once your child leaves my program or the program that I'm in charge of, he will leave a better athlete or more well-conditioned athlete and also in general a more confident person. And they also know a, a few definitions of a few new choice words because every week or, or at least about every 10 days uh, we try to have a new word for my kid. And, uh, you know, I, I think as a parent, I think I could appreciate that. You know, my child is playing football right along with these kids. So, you know, I don't know. That That's just me. So anyway, when I, when I get hoarse and my voice is gone, you know, it comes from – a lot of the screaming and a lot of the yelling. But it also, at this time of the year when the weather changes, you know, my voice just goes away like that because of my sinuses are so bad. And so that's why I'm talking like this, you guys. This is why you probably say punchy sound like, you know, some people say punchy sound like a horse on there. I see you guys, you know, talking junk, and I, and I can take that. Beat up on me if you want. But it's cool. And, uh, you know, so I appreciate you guys rocking with me and dealing with that, man, because it's probably hard to listen to. So anyway, moving right along, moving right along. I know last week I didn't get to the weather, and, and somebody always get on me about that because they say, you know, Pudgy, I listen to your show, and the least you could do 
is get the weather out. So, you know, today's weather is brought to you by, of course, uh, nobody. No, okay, it's brought to you by <laughs> WM3G, Miller Market and the Media Group, home of the KRP Radio Show. And uh, we also got some upcoming shows that we're going to be programming here real soon, so you guys make sure you check that out. But anyway, this weather is brought to you by WM3G. Sunday, 69 degrees today. It was a beautiful day. Uh, the sun was out. It was very bright. But tonight we got a low of 39, so make sure you guys are bungled up. Make sure you got your heat set right and everything is cool uh, in your home. Also, bring your blankets out. Uh, tomorrow, 71 degrees, partly cloudy, 48 low for Monday. Tuesday, 73 degrees with a low of 45. It should be cloudy throughout half of the day. Second half of the day should be very nice and clear. Uh, going into Wednesday, also clear with a high of 65 degrees and a low of 34 here in Burlington, North Carolina. Thursday, 57 degrees as it continues to get cooler through the week, folks. So make sure you have your jackets on hand. Make sure your kids are leaving the, leaving the house in the mornings on their way to school with jackets, and they have a jacket when they go out if they're going to be out late in the evening. As Thursday will be clear, 57 degrees with a low of 35. And Friday, 57 degrees with a low of 31. Friday night lights, football. Make sure your kids have on some T-shirts under their football, under their football pads. Make sure you guys got on hats. Tell your children to bring some toboggans or whatever they got to bring out. And uh, take care of yourselves, folks, because we don't want anybody getting sick out there. We want everybody to be healthy and remain good in life and, you know, have an excellent, excellent week. So uh, that's your weather report brought to you by Miller Marketing and Media, M3G, home of the KRP Radio Show, leading the way in the way, <laughs> I can't even read, leading the way in how marketing and radio meets reality throughout the world. So make sure you guys check that out, man. We are brand builders, and we can improve your brand like we have improved our own. KRP Radio Show right now sits with over 14.5 million listeners, and that's B-I-G. And check this out, folks. I haven't checked the stats in the last week and some change. So anyway, appreciate everybody for rocking with us and uh, listening to the weather report. Glad I got that out of the way for you guys. Moving on to headline news as promised. I'm not going to cue any music because it's going to be hard to talk over the music. And my producer is not going to turn it down because he likes to listen to music, even though he doesn't hear it on the West Coast. But anyway, legendary NBA superstar, a man that I admire, by the way, uh, because of him being a mentor and uh, being so versatile uh, coming up in the, in the age of uh, – I won't even say in the age of sports, but, yeah, in the age of sports and, and in, in, in society. Uh, Bill Russell, uh, a, a legend in his own right, uh, arrested Wednesday at, uh, I think it's the Seattle Airport. I think it's SeaTac. I think it's called SeaTac International, if I'm not mistaken, or SeaTrack or SeaTac. I've only flown in there a couple times. But SeaTac International uh, Airport, he had a loaded Saturday night special. If you guys know what that is, that's my slang word for the evening. If you guys, you know, don't know what that is, go ahead and write it down, and you can use it in the in the text of of your Facebook post. Post it's, uh, arrested Bill Russell arrested at SeaTac SeaTac Airport International Airport uh, for having a loaded 38 special, a loaded 38 Smith and Wesson. Now Bill Russell is an older gentleman. I'm not sure of his age, if I'm not mistaken, early or mid-70s, uh, still in his 
right state of mind, you know, a very brilliant, well-spoken uh, uh, mentor of, of, of a lot of people that our children, or, or that us and our children admire, uh, a lot of sports uh, figures, and not just only in the NBA. Uh, Bill Russell was known to be, you know, quite the mentor uh, for all athletes out there, and if they would just take the time to listen to what the man has to offer, you know, I feel like they're, they're being uh, a, a representative of society, or let's just call it what it is, is them being a hero. You know, uh, uh, they, they don't want to admit it, but they are icons. They are role models. So, you know, Bill, Mazen, Bill, Bill Russell, legendary role model uh, mentor. He's a mentor to the role models, if you will, uh, arrested for having a 38 Smith & Wesson in his bag as he was going through the checkout. Uh, things were, reports were saying that, you know, he was he was seen going through the scan or he went through the scanner. Um, officials noticed that it was something awkward looking in his bag. They checked him out. And, uh, yeah, turned out to be a 38 special in his bag. So, uh, you know, Bill Russell, I don't know, you know, how the president is going to feel about this thing. See, I'm not trying to knock Bill Russell. I mean, that's my man, but I got to tell it like it is. You know, if you guys don't know, President uh, Obama in 2011 awarded uh, Mr. Russell uh, an award called the, uh, what, what is it called, the Presidential, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I think that's what it was. I'm, 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 I'm almost 100% positive. But in 2011, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me out there. But, uh, yeah, awarded Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Obama. And I found it ironic because anyone that carries a loaded gun around has to be pro-gun. And, you know, we're pro-gun on this show. You know I'm pro-gun. Got no choice but to be pro-gun. I don't know how anybody isn't pro-gun. I don't know how anybody can support the Constitution and love the Constitution or love your life or love freedom and not be pro-gun. So I'm just going to step out here on my own, poke my chest out, and salute my brother Bill Russell for being as pro-gun as he is. Now, I don't know if the president knows about this. I don't know if Press Bowl wants his award back or whatnot, but I'm pretty sure uh, by by uh, Bill Russell carrying that 38 special, that Smith & West and that Saturday night special, I'm pretty sure that he's a pro-gun or a gun supporter or a Second Amendment advocate. So, Bill Russell, B.I.G., shout out to you for being, uh, well, not for taking a gun through the airport and not for getting caught with a gun and, and getting that charge, but shout out to you for being pro-gun. We appreciate you on the KIRB radio show, baby. Yeah, that's B.I.G. in our book. Bill Russell, pro-gun, you guys got to love it, right? What? No, not what. You should have said okay. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Shout out to him. Does anybody out there care about Kim Kardashian making news? I don't normally report anything about uh, Kim Kardashian and the personalities out there, those reality TV show nobodies. But, you know, I, I was just wondering if anybody cared that Kim Kardashian uh, has a new picture uh, with her plump-looking ass full of chemicals, uh, shortly after pregnancy on Instagram. It seemed to make every news outlet known to man, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, you know, Kim Kardashian took a picture of her ass uh, or, or in a bikini, a side shot of her ass, and it's not even her ass. I mean, I, 
I don't know why the world is so fascinated by people taking the picture of their ass. Kim Kardashian, it's not even her ass. It's like the world is fascinated by asses. His ass is all over the place. People are taking pictures of their asses. I wonder what will happen if Oprah, and I'm not a big Oprah fan, but shout out to Oprah. It seems that she just uh, rejected a White House invite. I guess she's mad at Prince Bowen. and they're not getting along right now. They'll kiss and make up later. But uh, I wonder if people would react the same way if Oprah took a picture of her ass on her Instagram. What do you guys think? No! Anyway, back to news that matters. I, I, I kind of felt the same way, man. I, I don't really think that uh, Oprah's ass would probably wouldn't make the show. I don't know. Uh, David Axelrod... <laughs> Now, David Axelrod is, is quite the guy, <laughs> and uh, it seems that he has uh, a strange spin for Obamacare, uh, as, as he went on to talk about on Twitter. Uh, David Axelrod posted uh, this on Twitter, and immediately people, you know, they, they went in and started talking about this, and it became a viral posting on Twitter, But uh, and, and it didn't take long, I mean, 200 and... 697 retweets and 233 favorites in, in a matter of, of, of minutes. Uh, and here's what he posted. Isn't it ironic that the most ardent opponents of the Affordable Care Act are now complaining that people can't sign up fast enough? Now, David Oxenrod was responded to by David, by a few other people, and, and you know, a lot of people, uh, the Blaze reported this story, a lot of people you know, I had a lot of things to say, but one of the most uh, crafty retweets or, or responses that he received is that one person said that has to be ranked among the most asinines of a spin they would actually I thought that was nice. Also, somebody else said, just because nobody wanted your steaming pile of blank, or actually they didn't say that, just because nobody wanted your steaming pile of, if that's all there is, it should still do what it's supposed to do. So. You know, there's a lot of people around there, and, and, and Brad Cundin also went on to say that, you know, 460 getting cancellation notices on their health care insurance, I find it ironic since they were promised they could keep it, and, and that's the one that I agree with. You know, uh, this program is not for uh, – it's not for working people. You know, this Affordable Care Act is not for people who who are trying to – Get by. It's not for people that are working a job that are, are paying their premiums and that appreciate the fact that they can afford to pay for their health care. This job is not for working America. This 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 health care bill, excuse me, not job. This health care bill is something that's going to force people to the marketplace. It's going to force people off their individual payer plans and single payer plans, and it's going to force them in the marketplace on government health care. And you can call it what you want, but this is the first big leg or the first big walk or the first big step through the door, I believe, to socialized medicine. To me, this is socialized medicine. This is the first step. And a lot of people don't like me saying it. And and, and let me just be clear, because I've been wanting to say this for a while, 
and, and there's a lot of people out there that's conservative probably won't like it, but it is what it is. Now, I have some things to post on Twitter about the health care plan. You guys check me out at symbol NC. P-U-D-G-Y, at symbol NC Pudgy is what it is. But, you know, I have some, a, a few things to say because the truth of the matter is I don't have a problem with people receiving assistance or trying to get some assistance who have always worked and paid their way, who, don't, who, who, who are not trying to make the assistance that they need temporarily for whatever life-threatening events or life-threatening changes or life changes that have happened in their lives, I don't mind people getting assistance to get by or to get ahead or to simply live until they can do better. I don't mind that. And I, I don't think most conservatives with that, that are believers in Christ, that are, and, and, and some people say, you're not conservative, you're a libertarian. You call me what you think I am. I'm telling you what I am. You know, I'm a Christ conservative. I'm a common sense conservative. And I don't have problems with people taking advantage of the systems that our dumbass government are putting in place. You know, if, if there's a process that people can go through and get insurance to take care of themselves because they don't have any due to whatever their challenges are in life, if there's something available and people are taking advantage of that, I don't mind that because to me it's equivalent to me taking advantage of free items at the supermarket or or daily doubles or items that, you know, the bottom one get one freeze or the, Whatever. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that because people are simply trying to make it. But I do have a problem with the government invoking policy that creates a lifestyle of free this and free that, a lifestyle dependency on government. You know, I do have a problem with that. And that's what I'm seeing. That's what we continue to see from the federal government over and over and over. It seems like everything that they propose and everything that they bring about is always something that makes people dependent on them. No matter what they say it is, no matter what they say is going to happen to it later, you know, they'll always say, you know, this program is going to be for uh, Americans to do better on and, and Americans that are already doing better, they won't see any challenges from this. And, you know, it's not going to harm the way that you get by. It's not going to harm the way that you earn your living. It's not going to harm your pocket. This is going to help everybody. There's no way that that's possible because the people that are working and the people that are getting by are going to be taxed even more to pay for the people who want to get on these government programs that, that, that incites, that creates government dependency, by the way. You know, it's going to, make, it's, it's going to take money from our pockets to pay for those programs. Money does not grow on trees, folks, and I don't know why people believe that. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, you know, we were talking about tax brackets, and uh, we both grew up around the corner from each other. As a matter of fact, we're distant relatives. So, you know, cousins, a cousin of mine, I was talking to him, and, uh, you know, he's doing great for himself. And, and, you know, I'm not doing too shabby myself, so we're talking about, you know, the difference in tax brackets that we're in today versus the tax brackets that we were in when we were children, you know, uh, living in our household with our parents. And, uh, you know, he was saying, man, you know, 
it's amazing that the more I make, the more they want to take. And I was saying to him, I said, well, you know, that's kind of what got me on this journey that I'm on now, you know, speaking truth, speaking this conservative message, speaking life, you know, warning people of what the government does. Because the truth of the matter is when you're on the system, they limit what you can get to get by. And they always put an asterisk, by the way, you can't have X, Y, and Z for yourself. You're only going to be allowed to make X amount of dollars. You're only going to be allowed to have this a house valued at this much. As, as a matter of fact, any asset value less than anything over than $3,999.99, you know, any asset value that more than that or the combination of, you lose the assistance that you went to gain. So in other words, they want you to remain poor to give you a little bit of something. You know, these are the things that we went through as children that our parents went through as they were, they were try, just trying to make it. And the minute you go try to get some assistance, these, this is what the government tells you. If you want the measly $200 in assistance that we can offer you, you can't have more than $3,000 to your name. But also on the same flip side, as he and I was talking about, you know, once you do well for yourself and, and you're making it and you're not needing any assistance from any entity, any program, any government program, anybody, you're making it completely on your own, they tell you that you make too much money. So you need to pay the government a little bit more. So the revelation that I got from that, as, at, a very, at a very young age, you know, like I told him, we were conservative before we knew what the definition was. We, don't, we are the originators of conservatism because we always believe in Christ. We always believe in not blowing our money. We always believe in a balanced budget. We always believe that the government shouldn't overpower themselves. I mean, duh, we're black, black Americans. You know, who shouldn't realize that even anymore, that the government shouldn't overpower themselves? For God's sakes, I'm a third descendant grandchild of a slave. So, of course, I believe in individual freedom. I don't give a damn what other black people say. I'm just telling you what it really is. So, you know, of course we're conservatives. But, you know, getting back to the topic, on one hand, you got the government saying they sure will help you out, but you just can't have more than this. And the minute, not six months later, not a they don't sit down with you and say, you know what, well, let's come up with a, a budget. Let's come up with a plan to help you out of poverty, to help you off the government's back. You know, let, let's get the government out of your pocket. They don't sit down with people and say, let's talk about a, let, you know, let, let, let's talk about a, a life plan, you know, a budget, a, a way to get out of debt, you know, a financial analysis. They don't sit down with you and talk about that. They ask you to bring in all your check stubs, and they ask you what kind of income you get, what kind of other income you get, who lives in your household, how many heads are in your house, where do they come from, and what relation they are to you. Once they verify that, and they barely do, once they verify that information, and you bring the check stubs in and they verify your bank accounts, they give you what they think you should have based off that head count and what you make. And it only adds up to a couple of dollars. Truth of the matter is it's not even worth the trouble. But, again, some people don't have the choice. 
So they offer you that couple hundred dollars, and then they tell you, you know, here's your next appointment. Come back, and we need to review the same information because we want to make sure that you're not getting ahead. We want to make sure that you're not making any more than what you told us you were making because if you do that, you're going to really be getting by. So the minute you make over that amount of money, that, that whatever the hourly rate is or whatever the household income is, the median household income is for the amount of people that's in your house, the minute you make one penny over that amount of money, they look at you, they don't even smile, they just turn you away, and they tell you that, well, you're no longer qualified for this assistance. We can't help you. Now you're on your own. And they cut you off the program. So here you are, still needing a little bit of assistance because, let's face it, just because you got a job that pays one penny more or a couple cents more, that doesn't keep you out of debt. That's not making it. You ain't good from there. You need some more assistance. You need a little bit more help or at least a little bit more time to do better. So with that $0.35 cents raise or that $0.10 cents raise or that $0.05 cents raise puts you back in poverty. Now, why is that from the people who claim that they want to offer you health insurance for the price of a cell phone bill? Come on, President Obama. Come on, the rest of you. Y'all don't understand what's going on. The big picture is, and the truth of the matter is, the government keeps their foot on your neck. The government wants to remain in your business. If this Affordable Care Act was really about helping people, if it was really about the American people, if it was really about the health challenges that Americans face, we would have a plan, or I'll say Americans, because I already have my plan that I pay for, which is going up, by the way. All my employees' plan is going up, and my plan is going up too, by the way. But if they really wanted to help you, our plan would look a lot like what Congress has. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It would look a lot, a lot alike what Congress has. Anyway, I got to go to a commercial, folks. I've been talking a little bit too long. You're rocking with the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559. We'll be right back in just a flash. Got a couple commercials, then I'll come back with the closing of the show. Final call for alcohol. We'll be right back after these messages. 619-638-8559, KRPRadioShow.com. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. You don't call yourself a superstar. That's for other people to say. And you don't come out the south side without a few people having your back. Chicago is my home, my love. It's our time. This is a story about my family, my team, 
my roots. This is a story of D. Rose. And this is only the beginning. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. show baby we hate to uh we hate to go to this time of the evening because it's depressing it's depressing all i got to get off the air uh it's depressing that i know and i have okay maybe it's not depressing knowing i have a couple shows going on right now which i'll announce to you guys really soon once we bring it to the wm3g network but uh, look, folks, be on the lookout for more shows, man, on the WM3G Home with the KRP Radio Show. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing, man. We got some different programming coming on. We got a sports show that's coming on. Uh, we got another inspirational show coming on. We got the Loving Father show that's coming on. You know, we got a few things that's happening, man, and, and the network is growing. We got some big things happening. We are we're working with uh, another marketing company, DDG, uh, hoping to make some things transpire from that deal that joint venture that we have, 
And, uh, you know, things were looking up for us, man, so I appreciate everybody for rocking with us and continue to make an, continue making us or helping us to be the number one black conservative show southeastern U.S. with almost 15 million listeners. You know, that's a long way from where we started, long way from where we started. Uh, working on a new studio, uh, which will be really soon, just working on a location right now. We've got a few places that we're thinking about. Uh, Alamance County, Orange County, Guilford County. We're just not sure which county yet. But once we do, we'll start having some uh, on-location guests, and we'll start going out with some news reports. Also looking for some anchor people, some news reporters, man. We got a we got a bunch of things going on, man. Also looking at XM Radio. So you know, keep rocking with us. I appreciate all the love that we get, and uh, it's all because of you guys that we can continue to do this show. You know, the show is definitely growing. The listener base is growing steadily every week, every day even, and uh, I love it, man. I, I love doing the show, as you guys can tell, because I'm sick to the core right now. Anytime I miss work on my real job, which never, ever, ever happens, never happens, but I actually called in sick last week, I, or I had no choice, so I had one of my other managers cover for me. So shout out to my management crew, man, and their BIG. I really appreciate the help that I get from them. Shout out to my assistant coaches and with the with the football program and shout out to all my kids out there, the other coaches, the other kids, the other programs. Shout out to everybody, man. You guys definitely B I G in my book. It takes a lot to inspire. So I'm gonna leave you with this word and and I would love for people to go out and inspire. But uh, parents I I'm just just talking to parents for a second. Because uh just the other night I was looking at my daughter and I actually shed one single tear. It's crazy, but, you know, I'm a big boy. And I was looking at my daughter, and I immediately just, I don't know, I just started going down the timeline. And I don't often do this with my boys, you know, four boys and one girl. I don't often do it with the boys, but sometimes I do think about, you know, hey, when they were really little, how cute they were, if I'm looking at more videos or or pictures or whatever, but just looking at my daughter and how big she is now and how she's grown, it was almost depressing. And it's like I started to miss her. I mean, she was right in the same room with me, right before me, and then she went in the other room, but I started to miss her already, uh, you know, preteen, right at the teenage, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, wow, I just remember when she was, you know, an infant, you know, four, five, six months old, sleeping on my chest, and I wake up and look at my baby, I kiss her, or, or in the middle of the night, go get a bottle, good God. And, uh, you know, how she would laugh when I tickle her the thighs or hams, as I call them. And, um, you know, I don't know just how attached I was to her as, a, as an infant. And as she grew, you know, that was my baby. I was telling my wife, I said, you know what, you know, the days of her, holding on to my two fingers and us walking somewhere, like to the store or in the park or around the house or outside or whatever. You know, she used to hold on to my one or two fingers, and it was like the best feeling in the world and how happy she was because of, you know, she knew that Daddy was there to protect her and, and Mommy was there to love her, and we were both there to protect and love her. So to all my parents, you know, if I could tell you guys anything, love right now. You know, as a president of the Love and Father Society, shout out my, my my man Rashad Woods, the VP. You know, I love being a black father. I love being a white father. All, all the organizations that we have under LFS. But if I could offer anything to you guys, it is to love right 
now. Love your children now because if someone told me you only have about 18 summers to enjoy them being children, so love them right now because they might not be a tomorrow. Kiss them right now because tomorrow's not promised. Hug them right now because they are your gifts from God, and don't take it for granted. Thanks for rocking with us on the KRP Radio Show. Talk at you guys next week. Make sure you tune in for the episode, The Big C. All right? With special guests, uh, com is where you can guys can check the all the archive broadcasts. Also, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Uh, you know, we're all over the place, man. Google us. Do whatever you can do, but definitely check us out. And always remember that you guys are B-I-G in my book, okay? Okay. okay. Check you guys out next week. One life, one love. Remember, God is love. Love is God. We'll talk to you guys in about one week. All right? We're out of here. Kiss somebody. <laughs>